Jeremy Strike, and so the Shine Podcast. Yes, uh-huh. it's, it's the uh, inaugural day of the Shine Podcast, and we're super excited to be here. Yeah. So I founded MIGFIT so we can bring brain health to the world, mm-hmm. and then we met together down in Silicon Valley and decided we're the perfect combination of your youth and my age to come together and help people live the best possible life that they can. Yeah, that's the end goal. Yeah. So, so help tell you us, shine. Absolutely. So tell us a little um, about your background. You know, you're, you're a neuroscientist, studied neuropharmacology, right? Yeah. So what, what led you there? So I was a pharmacist. Uh-huh. And then my sister got a really bad illness in the 1980s. Okay. And then during that time, I was actually studying why people buy cough and cold medications in a pharmacy. And in my sister's illness, she ended up in a straitjacket and an injection of haloperidol. And I was with her in that lockup facility for those three weeks. And then during that time, I was like, why people buy cough and cold medications in a pharmacy seems very irrelevant right now. Mm. So I decided that people didn't seem to understand very much about how the brain works. Mm -hmm. So in 1990, I went back and did my PhD. And I'd never used to prepare at the time Uh because I was doing survey work. I was doing like an MBA type thing. And so uh, I decided I need to understand how the brain works. So I've been on a journey ever since to do that. And I've learned a lot in that process. And why you and I are here today is because of everything I've learned Mm -hmm. and what I see as the future, which is neuroplasticity Mm -hmm. and how individuals can apply these principles to themselves to improve their lives and have, you know, better health. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's such an untapped you know, space and we're learning so much about the brain so quickly in these last, you know, 20 years. Yeah. And I don't know. So in our conversations, you know, we kind of discussed how this podcast, you know, it can help people to understand the brain and also help the brain understand them a little better. Yes. You know, so that's, that's the goal, I think. And that's, that's kind of our mission. And we'll, we'll take um, a little bit of an alternative avenue to answer those questions and to help people understand their brain yeah and um and i did this for myself jeremy Mm -hmm. so it's not just about what my sister went through it's also about what i went through myself after raising children and having a stressful career and having all those normal everyday stresses (laughs) i gained a lot of weight Mm -hmm. and then i got really bad depression too and so being a pharmacist and then a trained, medically trained neuroscientist who was actually developing medications to help people, <laughs> yeah. um, then I realized that that wasn't going to be enough to solve all of those issues. And that's when I learned and re-geared my lab into neuroplasticity and then applied those principles to my own life. And then mm-hmm. I wrote all these books and discovered that this is a missing link for so many people mm-hmm. and why so many people are suffering. Mm-hmm. And I don't want them to suffer mm-hmm. anymore. Like, it's just ridiculous. And yeah. it's all related to how the brain works, how we haven't taught people how their brain works. It's the simplicity, physical structures of the brain that can be reprogrammed or retrained by applying these principles. Mm-hmm. And it's not that we understand everything, because it is a very complicated thing, but there's just a few things we actually do understand that I find very frustrating listening, listening to so many things, knowing that I have these tools 
for me and not being able to get them to people. Yeah. And I feel like people are now listening to podcasts, so it seems like a great opportunity for us to reach lots and lots of people. Yeah. In a different format. Yeah, absolutely. And you you've written quite a few books, you know, Smashing Mindset yeah. we have right beside us and um you know, so we'll use that knowledge, you know, to kind of um navigate this terrain, you know, and would you say that understanding is so that these things are facts now, right? Like we know that you mentioned, we know these for certainty. They're not theories anymore. That's right. So we can... And, and the difference is, Jeremy, is that in the last, as you mentioned, the last five to eight years, there's there's been an upswing in the technology available, mm-hmm. not just related to iPhones and technology, mm-hmm. but related to brain imaging technology that we can actually see inside the brain for the first time. Mm-hmm in a different way mm-hmm. and we couldn't do that before and so the brain's always been hidden away in the skull and so people didn't understand they always thought it was rocket science or just outside our control so we've always had to outsource that information to other people mm-hmm. that we ourselves as individuals don't really know mm-hmm. and so we've always given it to other people and there's three things that happened neuroscience uh, upswing in our capability of understanding it um, our ability to see it, mm. and and also now digital platforms and technology that we can actually deliver to people. Mm-hmm. So we can put it in phones and on the web and get this information. Like it's like disrupting mental health in a way, right? In a different, in in a nice way. And it's not to say what's come before is not okay. It's everything's good. It's just another little tool that we can add on to what people didn't have before. That's how I view it anyway. Right, it's just technology coalescing. Yeah, and people and just being able to see something you couldn't see mm-hmm. helps. Yeah. Because when you're doing your training in a gym, for example, you can actually see your muscles building as you're practicing over time. You can see, oh, that's getting a bit stronger. But you can't really see that in sure. your brain. You might be able to remember things more or um, feel a bit... Um, happier for example but you can't actually see it as it's happening yeah and it's also hard to remember you know like three years ago what you were like you know compared to now that is your brain change but actually recognizing that is very difficult yeah it is and then you take it for granted as those changes take place and then you think I want to be doing this now I've already done that yeah like the hedonic (laughs) treadmill is what they call it (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, and there's a good reason for that too. Mm. So f- throughout this podcast, you know, there'll be a, quite a few terms that, you know, we're going to talk about some of the brain pieces and, you know, some of the, the cortices and whatnot. But we're going to really be focused and make sure that these things are done in, in simple terms and actually, um, you know, intelligible. So you you will hear stories and you will know what things are from their most simple form and that's what there'll be short three four minute episodes that'll describe you know what neuroplasticity is and what the neocortex is and things like that and you have some nicknames yeah what are they so um i came up with this because in the beginning when i first came out of my lab to teach people about how the brain works i would use terms like the amygdala which many people have heard about in some fashion people call it the reptile brain or something like that Mm -hmm. and then one day I was in a gym and I was trying to train people about how the brain works and then someone just meant like just threw out this term I'm just having a miggy moment Mm -hmm. and I said wow you got it Mm -hmm. you know you really got it so let's just call it that then Mm -hmm. and so it's just a nickname 
for a part of the brain more than the amygdala. It's kind of the oldest part of the brain, mm -hmm. the emotional part of the brain. Some people call it the limbic system, but I actually see it as more than that mm -hmm. because all the brain regions are interconnected. Yeah. But this, this part of the brain is so important mm -hmm. and it's the part that's really ruling us and that's why Miggy really matters. Mm -hmm. And that's why I wrote that first book. Mm -hmm. And I hope we will delve into that a lot more because I think that is both the biggest problem we face as humans in terms of our suffering. It's also the biggest solution in terms of how, where we can start to rebuild our brain resilience. Because mm -hmm. every emotion you feel, you know, whether it's like love or hate or anger, or, you know, fascination, it all stems out of the amygdala. It's right. pro a lot of our emotions are processed there, but yeah. I think what we'll learn over time, and we're, we're seeing this, is that these things are interconnected to multiple brain regions, mm -hmm. but that's the one that's mostly understood. Okay. That's fascinating. It is. It's so fascinating. Yeah. There's just so many fascinating things about the brain mm -hmm. that I just, let's get it to people. Let's get it to people. Let's get it to people. Let's get it to people.